Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tim picks the songs that appeared before him. You know, like <laughs> Ben and I go out and we're like, we're yes. like foragers in the yes. forest. I got to find that. Got We're like right. truffle pigs. We're like digging them up. And, and uh, we bring them back to Tim and he's like, oh, this is good. Uh, I'll pass on I'll that. I'll take this. But it's whatever came by, like whatever yeah. happened to come by the table he was sitting at. Like a guy in a bar played a song. It's his favorite <laughs> song of the year. God. 50 years of music with 50 year old white guys. today in Marin uh, County. I, I went for a hike even longer than I intended to hike for. I'm uh, I'm a tired little panda here, but that felt great. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to talk about 2004? I Let's am. I am, uh, I am really excited. Hey, uh, I, I had been pleading with people to help us get to 10,000 listens, and I failed to mention that we got there. Yeah. So for all those listeners out there, thank you so much. Somehow, uh, the little podcast that could has reached 10,744 listens. Look at that. God and love it. By the way, I think Jeff will agree with me. Thanks to you, Timmy. Like, yes. dude, you're, oh, the, you're the guy, nuts. you're running oh. it, you're the business side. <laughs> I, I will admit, Jeff and I are the talent. <laughs> but you're the management for sure. It's amazing. You're the best. Uh, oh, I love that that turned into a uh, compliment. That was great. Uh, oh, dude, I'm nothing but a, like, believe me. I want to welcome everybody to 50 Years of Music with 50-year-old white guys who are thinking very highly of themselves. (laughs) We're part of the Drive-In Podcast Network. Go to musiccitydrivein.com. There'll be podcast articles, all sorts of great stuff for you there. Um, I I did want to say, though, with, with this pat on the back about listens, we have this week a new rating and a new review. Oh, is that true? Hopefully it's not Jeff giving us two stars again. We're (laughs) up to 36 ratings, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Out of 10,000 listens. And this rating was five stars. And the title of the review says six stars, but. So I'm like, oh, spicy. I like it. That draws me in. Tell me more. (laughs) Was going to try to figure out how to leave a six star review until Islands in the Stream oh! had to knock it down to five stars. <laughs> That's awesome. That's perfect. 
That's, That's perfect. A, a five-star podcast rough. with one exception. That's perfect. Well, now uh, we can transfer all our energies into getting River Run to a milestone listen. I am dangerously close to 5,000 listens. Woo, so woo. podcast listeners, Excellent. you could, at the conclusion of this outstanding episode, you could switch your focus over to Spotify, check out the record, and maybe next week we can announce um, 10, the power 000. of this podcast Yes. Uh, on that milestone listening point. So that love it. Love it. Well, nice. um, before we get to 2004, Jeff Simons, could you cue up the Ramones? I want to be sedated. Yes, I can. Is there? Oh, I know what you're doing. Yeah, you do. Tom Morello tweeted this out. Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. I love this idea. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about then. I thought you were going to talk about your colonoscopy again. What? <laughs> That's a great joke, That's, Jeff. <laughs> That's a pat. Listen, listen, get ready to pause. Pause. 20, 20, 24 hours to go. We're almost done with this year, gentlemen. Yeah. Oh, I like that joke. The Ramones, well, Tom Morello pointed out, but the Ramones foresaw how difficult 2020 would be. And in 24 hours, we will be out of it, done. On a related topic of the difficulty of being our age, uh -huh. I heard that song at the Kroger. That's <laughs> so great, isn't they it? They played that at the freaking grocery store. <laughs> I love it. I was it. like, I'm literally like, I'm like at the broccoli area, and I'm like, this one's a little small, this one's a little brown, and then I'm like, it, and, and I, I look up and I'm like, oh my god, they're playing the Ramones at the grocery store. I should shoot myself now and move on. <laughs> yeah, I totally, I am so with you. When did the Ramones become farmers market music? Oh like, my god, it's easy listening. Amazing. It's easy listening. Yeah, it hurts so my great. feelings so bad. Oh, I totally with you though. It made me it makes me laugh. It's so great. The you other joke to... I like about twenty twenty <laughs> is that January first at one second, hindsight will be twenty twenty for the first time ever, which I like. Nice. I wish I could credit the person who said it, but it was one of those like Ah, go ahead. Hey, that was clever. Scroll, 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 scroll. It was Tom Morello as well. It was probably Tom Morello as well. All right, let's go to the two thousand four Grammy winner. Uh Ben Barton, we we're getting to? closer to our era, so you might have some guesses or even remember who won Grammys in certain years. Any, any ideas for 2004? <laughs> First no. of all, I love it. You, you <laughs> asked Jeff questions about the Olympics that he actually knows. And you asked me questions specifically that I have no idea. You're like, Hey, Ben Martin, what happened with freedom fries? Tell me more. <laughs> I'd already proven. I know nothing. I have no idea. Uh, I all said, I know is that I hate it and it sucks. It's the Grammy winner. Daughters by John Mayer. Let's hear it. <laughs> I expect big things. I got a bad feeling. Fair. So this no. is Daughters by John Mayer. That's right. Let me just go ahead and state with great clarity. I have two lovely daughters and I'm a massive gargantuan sucker for art 
about daughters. Anything about daughters at all is just a weird fest yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, in particular, there's a great story where I went and gave a talk in England. So I'm flying back from England. And it, on the flight back from England, you can't sleep. So you're just watching movies over and over again. And so I watch Ice Princess, nice. the Disney oh. movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, get- and my <laughs> recollection of the Ice Princess movie, it's about a mom and a daughter who's really into ice skating. And the mom doesn't understand the daughter. Okay. And then at the end, they have a beautiful refreshment. So I'm like, I'm in the middle seat. You know, those five <laughs> seats on the international. They go in yeah. the middle seat watching this. We've been on the flight for six hours. I'm bawling, like to an embarrassing, like, like I'm like hiccuping and almost going to puke. And like, there's this like snot coming down my face. And the poor woman next to me is like, love, love. And I'm like, ice princesses. Like I'm going to like just lose my mind. That's oh how much I love God. art about daughters. And I still hate this song. <laughs> that means you really hate it. Yeah. Wait, it, was, it was called Ice Princess 2005 with uh, Michelle Trachtenberg, Kim Cattrall, Joan Cusack. Kim Cattrall, huh. that is so great. Oh, Joan past- Cusack is the mom. Anything with Joan Cusack is the mom. Oh, she's great. Amazing. She's great. Oh, yeah, Love her. She's the best. Uh, all right, Jeff Simons, uh, are you a fan of John Mayer? First no, I'm not. Um, I've seen John Mayer uh, accidentally a bunch of times. Uh, vote for You probably saw him with the dead, right? I actually saw John Mayer's audition for the dead at Terrapin Crossroads with like 350 people. I was having dinner there randomly and Phil Lesh walked by from the Grateful Dead and I taught Phil's kids. So I know him a little bit and I wave and he stops. He's like, Hey, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, I'm having dinner at your restaurant. He's like, well, stick around. You should come by the big room in an hour. I'll put you on the list. And it was John Mayer's audition to join dead and company. So like, it, like, it, the room holds like wow. 400 people. It's where Branson does its rock band final exam. Wow. It's a, right, great, right. it's a great little room. But I walk in there and it's like Phil and all the dead and company guys and John Mayer. And they played, you know, he was, it was his like, let's see if you, it works. So I saw that. Um, I'm and not he was hired. Yeah, you got it. He's a, he's a perfectly good guitar player. I love him in that Dave Chappelle where he helps Dave Chappelle test right. what music people like. He's yeah, obviously yeah. got a sense of humor. Um, but I don't, I think he, um, I wish he would push a little bit more um, when he looks for insight. Like that girls become mothers that turn into lovers or whatever the hell that is. It's just, it sounds good. And I'm sure when he said it out loud the first time, he's like, oh, that's clever. But the fifth time you hear it, it's like, Ugh. no thanks. And also Ugh. he, he's given a couple of really ill-conceived interviews that suggest he might be uh, an unrepentant douchebag, um, which concerns me. I have never spoken to him and maybe it's just hatchet jobs or bad interviews or bad days, but he's not handled his public persona well enough for me to forgive him his musical faults. It's also it's so cheesy. It's like it's cheesy. cheesy. Hearing it, I was like, oh, I miss Tears in Heaven. Like that. <laughs> well, right? That was Eric Clapton playing guitar right, right. there. Um, and also, so last week- He's was... a much better electric player than an acoustic player. I actually think he's a damn fine electric oh, guitar player. Right. But I don't I love his fair. acoustic. I think that's actually, that's his, it's particularly his acoustic stuff that bugs me. And that's the stuff that sold the best. And so he went yeah. away from being an electric guy. And so I was pissed at him for that. And that probably all steamrollers together. He also, and I'll return to this later. He wasn't nice to Taylor Swift which I'm out on. Uh-oh. Oh, that's right. 
That's a bad idea. I forgot about that. He's a huge villain in our house for that reason. Okay. All right. Fathers, be good to your daughters. Uh, dance with my father last week. So we, we've got every, we've got father and son, father and daughter's relationships. Uh, I think we're done for a little while. Okay, good. All right. I um, will have a daughter in, uh, coming up in 2012. I might want to return to it, but I can wait for eight weeks. <laughs> so, return to the conversation. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> Um, all right. If we're talking about 2004, there's one, one story that we have to start with. Uh, Jeff Simons, you could probably guess what I'm going to start with in 2004. Well, you said my name, so I was afraid, I was afraid you were going to talk about my divorce, but maybe you're going to take <laughs> it easy on me. <laughs> no, Jeff. I just got the cold sweats. Like, there's one story with no. this podcast. No. What is it? Uh, the Curse of the Bambino. Oh, oh, that was this year. Three Go Red Sox. Yeah, that was that was pretty amazing. That was so fun. Stuff. That's weird. I don't remember that. That's uh, clever. Uh, all right. Well, the Summer Olympics were held. Jeff Simons in where? I, I don't remember. I forgot, and uh, I didn't look it up. I realized What's today happening? you were going to ask me. I I stopped paying attention when I like. I know all the stuff from when I was a kid, but now I'm like, wait, when does Michael Phelps start eating Subway sandwiches? Like, it's all a blur now. Is it Athens? Is this when they go? Yeah, this is excellent. This is uh, okay. Michael Phelps' summer in That's Greece. That's what I thought. Yeah. Well, anyway, you're a sandbagger, Jeff. You knew all that shit. That's I did really not. Bad. You did tell so you were like, I couldn't remember if it was Athens or Michael Phelps, and it was both. That's That's a bad look. I don't know where 2008 was, so... It's All right, you got four way. years to figure it out. <laughs> I do, I do. Um, <laughs> all right, we've got uh, George W. Bush beating John Kerry in Ohio. The Madrid train attack, remember that? No, it it yeah. was such a, such a horrible, horrible story. Um, Spain entering into this, this world of, of terrorism um, for reals. Uh, but but it couldn't compare to the awful tsunami. Uh, that, oh, that I remember. I remember that was amazing. I remember amazing. being Terrifying. absolutely overwhelmed by the tsunami story. That yeah, I, remember. I remember it really well. And actually, I consider this a puzzle of human existence. So this part of the story is the water pulls all the way out. Like, I mean, yeah. a half a right. mile out. Right, right, right. And it's a beautiful beach town. Like the, 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 in my mind, this is beautiful beach town. There's so much people on the beach. And I always wonder this. I'm like, if the water goes out on the beach, what, like, so a bunch of people were like, what the hell's going on? And walked right. towards the thing no. because they were yeah. like, well, that's weird. I should investigate, which I understand. Like that's an actual human, a human response to it. Right. I it mean, should be it's the same thing with the, the Katrina way. thing where like people were like these, you know, like the, the levees have been here since 1880. We should just right. stay. Um, and I always wonder, I'm like, would I do that? Would I have done that? Or or would I have seen it going out and been like, well, that's not good. Like, I, <laughs> right, right. I've seen that a lot in my life. And I'm going to go ahead and speculate that it's not good and I'm gone, like gone. And there were go. people like, like basically like some percentage of the people walked out and looked at it or just stayed in the beach and were like, surely it'll work out. And some smaller percentage of people got in their cars and drove as far as they could inland. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, no, dude, and those people lived. Like, they yeah. were, like the crazy thing about a tsunami is there's an actual, like, a slight amount of warning to it, which yeah, is, like, right. when the water sucks out, you're like, dude, get out of Dodge. 290,000 dead. Yeah, with oh. a lot of people live on That's the beach in Thailand. Staggering. Yeah. Yeah. Staggering. Well, I remember footage from a high-rise, like, 
30, 30 blocks away from the beach and you see the wave. Oh and my God, it comes the wave. Up to like, it comes up to like the 35th floor and these people are on the roof screaming and the camera is shaking. And I mean, it's just, it's one of the most horrifying. Awful. Events I've ever seen captured on like home photography. I mean, it's really, that was, that's, that's, that's funny. It's indelibly printed in my mind. And then like, I had nightmares about it for a week. Like, you know, like this kind of like I'm stuck. In oh a yeah. Disaster and you're powerless. And there's a moment, I mean, we've, we've had quite a few earthquakes out here. Sure. I, I moved here after the last really bad one. We had one that lasted about eight and a half seconds, two years ago. And about second number five, you have that like, I have no control and who the whole, you know, right. I wonder if this is ever going to stop. And you yeah. just, you just become this like primal, like mammal. Like you're no longer like thinking with your human brain. Like it's like, da, 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 da. And then it start and you just, it subsides on the other side and your human self comes back to you. But I imagine that when you see that wave coming, that just oh. must be what hits oh, yeah. you. you know? oh. Well, I, I, I don't think we could just go from there into the Grammy, can we? Let's do the Oh, we did the uh, sorry, we did now the we get to the number one hit because hopefully it's Usher's Yeah. <laughs> and you are right, my friend. It's sure Oh, is. yeah. It's the number one hit. Yeah, by Usher, featuring Lil John and Ludacris. A-Town. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Usher, Usher, Usher. Lil John. parts where he's yelling over it just <laughs> freaking murder me every no time. oh it's the greatest it's so good he's great. a great i mean he's not flavor flav but he's an amazing hype man like just uh-huh. yelling yeah <laughs> so good yeah so apparently the the album was done and usher brings it to um what was his name la la reed or i can't remember the name yeah, of baby face sure and yeah. uh he's like yeah but we don't have a it's great it's great we just don't have a, a first single we need another single we need we need the first single what's the first single and so usher was sent back to the uh into the studio and um and your boy little john came in and saved the day yeah yeah, yeah. times three it's amazing. <laughs> yeah it's such a good joke yeah. everything about that song is hilarious yeah it is <laughs> that's great man that's a a worthy number one that that uh, 12 weeks 12 weeks at number one yeah i mean in 2004 that's incredible that that year right it was a lot of yeah 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 (laughs) all right um where to go next in 2004 uh i gotta i don't think my sister is gonna be too upset with with this story but worst date ever material um she's on a blind date in new york city 
and um, she she she's getting to know the guy, and uh, he talks about having served in Iraq. I said, "Oh, are, were you a soldier?" He's like, "No, I was a contractor." It's like, "Oh, well, w- w- what kind of contracting did you do?" Well, I was uh, I, I helped with the the prisons. She's like, "Oh." She oh, kind of looks at him. He's like, "Yeah, I I was at Abu Ghraib." She's like, "Okay." <laughs> Check. Uh, yeah. This was the year that CBS News breaks the Abu Ghraib prison story and all those awful photographs uh, come to light. Um, That's pre-election, right? That all that comes to light? And uh, yeah, we still, the election still turns out the way it does. Just pointing did. out. Okay, good, 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 good. Hey, we have a lot of wonderful uh, listeners who are conservative, Jeff Simons. Let's hold them in our embrace for a little while longer. That's fine. And also I, uh, keep in mind that I, 2004 I just, election is the most recent time that a Republican won the majority of the, the, the vote. I know. I was going to say, like, you know, like that at least at least he actually got more votes. So I can. Oh, and, and certainly he, right. that he was looks, a weird election year. You know, like, yeah, go ahead. No, you go. I was going to say, like, that was. That was a weird election because, you know, obviously I was I was pulling for Kerry, but somewhere in July I was like, he is not going to win this. Like, oh, this yeah, is not. Yeah. This guy, this guy does not have the energy and the. Oh, three things just murdered. Three things required. to me announced it to me. The first was that basically they were like, you got to run him. He's a war hero, and that'll really yeah. confuse people about Bush because because he didn't fight in the war. And I'm like, he threw away his freaking medals. Yeah. Like, that's not going to work out for yeah. us. That was right. one. Second, he threw them away and, the moment he arrived. Too. And Jeff will get this Back for like he sure. That. He arrives at <laughs> Pat Stakes in the swing state of Pennsylvania. Oh, no. Yes. What do you do? What do you do? And no. when you arrive at Pat Stakes, they ask you if you would like your steak with whiz or without whiz. Right. Which means, would you like cheese whiz on your sure. steak? And he says, do you have provolone? And I was like, oh, uh, you're done. Like, this election is over. Yep. And I mean, someone he, should have coached him up on that. He was Come known on. as a flip-flopper. And this is the same thing. Like, and it's a bipartisan. This happened to poor Romney. Like, there's some, sometimes you can't get yeah. out of your own way. Right. He's known as a flip-flopper. He's at a, another, like, now he's in Western Pennsylvania. He's at a diner. And the woman comes over and says, what do you have, hon? And he says, I have such a hard time making up my mind. And this, like, all of the networks are there watching. <laughs> he's like, what would you recommend? Because I'm so confused. I can't decide. Oh, no. I was like, will you freaking order a hot dog and move <laughs> on? You're murdering me. <laughs> just, a, yeah. just a steak well done with ketchup on the side. And apparently, like the Romney thing, like the similar thing was when he was like, NASCAR, I love NASCAR. Many of my friends yeah. own yeah. NASCAR. Yeah, I was like, no. dude, <laughs> not okay. Please. Uh, all right. Moving right along. Uh, Jeff <gasps> Simons, before we get to the impossible question, Shrek 2 comes out. It's true. And you yeah. are on the soundtrack for Shrek I, 2. Rich Price, uh, my dear friend, invites me to help him make a record that year. And uh, we are on a major label and we do a little touring. And uh, I'll be damned if one of his songs doesn't end up on the Shrek 2 soundtrack. Which it's one? Uh, it's called I'm On My Way. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Remember that it's one? Good Here, song, well, okay, yeah. Let's, uh, we can give a little bit of love to that. 
lift my head. That's the my one and only professional mandolin credit. I I play the oh, mandolin. Hey, on that. You didn't play bass on that. Huh. Bass and mandolin. Oh. Yeah, that song is hard. I love they that song. Yeah, it's good, and it, you know, it it, uh, it it's it still gets played. All it's Trek Two soundtrack is a was a big big hit. It had it's already a love, love soundtrack, right? That's yeah, yeah, and it had um, I need some sleep by the Eels. Oh, There's a Joe Arthur another song. Another great in there. song. It's a great soundtrack. It's really a bunch of great songs, and uh, um, it kept you know it continues to keep uh, uh, turning profits. You know, yeah, I, keep, I, I think Rich buys a Christmas present with it every year. So, all right, Mr. All right, so. well, let's go to the impossible question. Uh, it's in the it's in our science department has brought this one to us. Um, I want to know this is your impossible question. Which of these NASA projects would you most want to be part of? Like when you go to the bar in your single days to pick up a woman. Which one do you think will get you the farthest? Ready? We've got the Mars Spirit Rover, which is stranded on Mars because its memory's messed up. NASA sends a software patch through space and reformats its memory, and the rover goes spinning around Mars. Or the Cassini probe travels 2.2 billion miles in seven years to study Saturn's rings, and when it gets there... It drops a probe to land on Saturn's largest moon, which is Ios? Titan. Titan. Or the third choice, the Gravity Probe B, which is launched from Vandenberg Air Force Base in California and goes into a precise polar orbit to test Einstein's theory of relativity and see if the Earth's gravity at the poles is affecting time. I mean, those are three awesome projects from NASA in 2004. Which one do you want to be a part of? I think anytime you're trying to pick up someone, you should use the word probe as often as possible. So I'm going to go with one of the probe ones. <laughs> First of all, I disagree. None of those are human. You got to be Chuck Yeager. You got to get out yeah. and fly on things that go places. Yep. No woman's, if you're like, I helped the Mars rover, she'll be like, check, please. Like, I'm like, no thanks with that. Well, she'll think you can reformat her DVR, really. That is true. Definitely. She won't be You're very helpful. Be like, totally. Can you help me with my uh, email? You guys are terrible. You're killing the scientists in our audience. 2.2 billion miles. Check out. Look at some of those uh, the no, photos. Okay. It's also it an audio format, and those all look like Volvo. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> oh, wait. This is... like, what, the, what the hell are you holding up? Uh, this, this is my colonoscopy. I thought those were Saturn's. <laughs> I thought those were Saturn's You're the worst. moods. You have to edit that out. You're a disaster. <laughs> right. I think I see a small probe. That really was. That was Titan right there. <laughs> Let's go. By the way, definitely what I'm calling your lower intestine from now on, Tim. How's Titan? <laughs> Let's go to our three songs. Oh. Our three songs. Uh, Jeff, you go first. Yeah, I'll go first. I have a um, 2004 didn't have like a slam dunky dunk one for me. Um, By the way, I'm worried for you, my friend. You're worried for me. Oh, no, I, I don't am. think you have to be worried. Um, what I, my heart wants to go 
with the Swedish psychedelic. I thought you were going to choose a dungeon song. Dungeon. That's why I'm worried. Dungeon. I'm not choosing dungeon, but if you've never heard. <laughs> what is it? No, no. If you've never heard readers. dungeon, good for you. That means no. you're a regular person. They're great though. They're the Swedish psychedelic band. They have a flute okay. player. They're everything Ben loves about rock and roll, but they're I a Swedish them. version of Led Zeppelin plus a flute player. What could go wrong? Great. That's, that's really like, what, what a recipe. It really is. It's like Swed Zeppelin. It's really good. Um, but the band of And by the way, I've seen them live. I saw them with you. Wow. They were yeah, great. Jeff dragged me to go see them live at Bobaro. <laughs> okay. I've seen them four times. They're equally wow. as good. Um, anyway, All right. um, I'm not picking Doonjin. Um, so uh, I want to shout out my buddy Quinn, who is a, a listener of the podcast and a guy who I grew up with. He's one of my oldest friends. Fabulous taste in music. Like anytime Quinn tells me I should check something out, I check it out immediately. And I give it time. Like he's one of those guys who he who, you know, anything he recommends is worth three, four, five listens. So okay. I'm in Los Angeles and visiting him. We're at Amoeba Music and we're just through the racks. And he comes over and he's like, Hey, you should check this guy out. And he hands me the the, uh, the first album by a guy named Ted Leo. Uh, oh. and never heard of him. And uh, but you know it's like used four bucks. I'm like done, grab it. I take it home and I and uh, I really like some things about it right away. It's got a great punk energy. He's a great guitar player. He has this impossibly high tenor voice. It's like uh, like Getty Lee high. But I'm having trouble getting into it. It's got all these elements I like, but the lyrics are kind of esoteric and they're like it's one of those records where like the names of the songs like you have no idea why the songs are called that. Like there's right. no hook to dig into. Um, but uh, you know, I stuck with it, and then um, I bought this year. Leo puts out a record called "Shake the Sheets," and uh, I just uh, bought it um, without having heard any of it. So I'm going to give this guy one more chance. And this is the record I think where Ted Leo puts it all together. The first record called "The Tyranny of Distance." Several great songs, but the, it doesn't for me. It's not a start to finish listen. Same thing with "Hearts of Oak." But this record I love. I like it all the way through. It's a t 11 tracks. Each one's a banger. Um, the band is absolutely white hot, tight from years of touring. The um, Pharmacist. I, yeah, The Pharmacist. I saw them on this tour. They delivered it live, which makes me love a record even more. Um, and my favorite song on it is actually the last song. Um, it's the, the fade out track. There are other songs that are uh, more indicative of, of the breadth of Leo's talent. But this is, uh, this song... It's just, it's, I mean, it's shallow. It's a great running song. Like, it's just one of those songs where you're, it starts your toe a tapping. I love the vocal melody. I like the production. And Leo's a great guitar player um, out of that kind of, like, he's one of those punk rock guys who learned how to play and then learned how to, to play with nuance. So my song for 2004 is super... Uh, random choice uh, in terms of popularity, but it's a great song called Walking to Do by Ted Leo and the Pharmacist. Walking to Do by Ted Leo and the Pharmacist.
That walking to do? Walking to do. All right. Good stuff. Where, where are they now? What's Ted Leo doing now? Ted Leo took a big uh, chunk of time off. The pharmacist put out a great record after this called Living with the Living. And then they put, and he, and I mean, they make three more great records, actually. Like, I like, I like his whole catalog coming up. And I'm a huge super fan from like 2004 to 2008, nine. He disappears for five or six years then returned as a solo artist and made a, a record, which is a little bloated. It was like 16 songs and I got okay. lost in the middle. Like it didn't have the same kind of like impact that the, the, the pharmacist records had. He didn't tour it. He made a record with Amy Mann called the oh. both. Um, but he's uh, he seems to be in my great in semi-retirement migration. I'm not sure what's going on with him, but I haven't, he hasn't played in the Bay area in years. And uh, I'm kind of waiting for him to, Make a comeback. I hope he. I hope he does. All right. I like Ted Leo, and I've got two Ted Leo stories. Okay. All right. Or once I got one story and one note. One note is his cover of "Everybody Wants to Rule the World" is so amazing. Good. I strongly recommend that you look that up and listen to it. It sounds great. That's actually like the bones of that song are great. It's a little keyboardy for me, but the Ted Leo version of it just crushes it. Awesome. Second story. Saw him at Bonnaroo, and it's like Bonnaroo basically has got these two big, huge outdoor stages and these three tents. And if you have a pass, you can stand sort of side stage of the tent. So I'm side stage, and it's a, a classic tent show where it's like two in the afternoon. And it's Bonnaroo is a great place to go to see your favorite band because you're surrounded, at least at the beginning, but the, there's a, like, I don't know, 250, 500, 1,000 people who also love this band. So there's some real Ted Leo fanatics all yeah. pressed up against the stage, just like, like, like waiting for him on the rail. And then he comes out, they're like, ah, they know all the words. And when you're side stage, you can see all the fans and they're singing the words as they go. It was a great show. It was super fun. Yeah. Anyhow, as you might imagine at the Ted Leo show, it's a largely male audience. <laughs> right. And they're on the rail. It's like, 99 guys and there's this one really good looking punk woman there at the front who knows all of the words and i was like oh honey you have no idea <laughs> like the line of people who want to talk to you yeah like, right like, the, it's, gonna like, be it's like being a female comic book fan like it's just like everyone's like oh my god <laughs> yeah. let me talk <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious yeah they're great you gave me their their album i guess right around this time period yeah, I, I felt uh, terrifically cool that I was in uh, on something not popular. <laughs> That's a backhanded way of saying I've chosen an, <laughs> an obscure ch- song for 2004. Oh, dude, yeah, at least no. it wasn't Dungeon. Yeah, yeah you, di- you, didn't, you didn't give me a Dungeon tape in 2004. I can't, I can't pick a song. I mean, I it's like It's not dungeon, in English. They do not sing in English. They sing in Swedish. That was the deal breaker for me. It's like I can't. I can't set myself up for the vitriol. We really could have brought the podcast to new places. We would have been huge in Scandinavia. Darn well, it. I don't right think they're the- popular in Sweden. I'm just going to be frank. Oh, really? Okay. They're not First exactly all, Robin is Swedish. <laughs> like, there are popular Swedish acts. They're just not dungeon. He's, he's not wrong. All right, Ben, what do you got for us in 2004? Oh, my friends, I bring glad tidings of our first Kanye West selection. I've been hinting at it, and here we find ourselves the year of college dropout. So let me start at the beginning. Kanye West is born 1977 in Atlanta. 
his mom is a professor and his dad is a photographer for the AJC. When he's three, his parents split and his mom moves to Chicago for a really good uh, job opportunity. She goes to Chicago State and she's an English professor there. And then she's actually the chair of the English department there. And when Kanye's 10, they actually travel and spend a whole year in China where she's wow. basically on an exchange program teaching in China. All right. Um, Kanye goes to high school in a suburban, it's like Oak Park, I think. Uh, yeah, and sure. basically like he lives, a, like, like this will be super interesting. Most of the African-American hip hop people feature their very rough upbringing. And Kanye's not, he's, he wasn't a rich person, but he was a middle-class person with a very, very super smart and decorated mom. Yeah. Um, he gets a, a full, full ride to go to the art academy in Chicago and he begins to start study painting. But if you know Kanye at all, you can imagine he's not a patient person. So that doesn't work out for him. <laughs> so he drops out and then he goes to Chicago State where his mom's a professor. He makes it to his sophomore year and he drops out again. This is a really hard thing for him. The most important, and this is, he, he will say this, the most important relationship in his life is with his mom. His mom is a professor at this institution. And the only thing she's ever told him is, I need you to graduate from college. That's uh, all I'm asking for you is I need you to graduate uh, from college. And he drops out. And the reason he drops out is because he can't go to class anymore. He's got a burgeoning music career. And he's like doing like, like the, just the stories of what a hustler this guy is. Like he's just producing people. He's in a rap group rap act. He's doing everything in Chicago. He's building this like base of things. His mom introduces him to No ID, who's like a well-known raconteur and like the worldwide West of the rap acts in uh -huh. Chicago. Um, he get, keeps getting to bigger and bigger fish. He eventually gets to Jay-Z. He produces the H-O-V-A Izzo song, and he's made now. He's the Rockefeller yeah. producer guy. He's been recording his own material rapping since, like, since the early 90s. And now in, in 1999, he starts recording this stuff for College Dropout. Every place he goes, so he's a really, really, really hot producer. He produces Janet Jackson and a bunch of Jay-Z songs. Wow. He, um, he's got a bunch of amazing work in there. Uh, uh, Talib Quayle, he's got several records that he works on. So all, he's getting all these meetings with record industry people, and they want it to be a producer. And he's like, oh, but I'm a rapper too. And he keeps playing his, his demo, which includes Jesus Walks and Hall Falls Down and Through the Wire. Like, he's got bangers future top 10 hits on this uh -huh. demo and they're all like no 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 wow no. and the reason why is that everyone's into this gangster rap thing like if you remember a year ago it's just a year ago we had the 50 cent thing right yep. and so everybody wants this authentic african-american experience and by that they mean this poor person's african-american experience right. where you talk about being a gangster no one wants to hear this sensitive kid from chicago rap about how hard it is to be middle class in chicago and so he keeps getting pushed back. He keeps getting pushed back. The last song on his first record is called Last Call. It's a 12-minute song that's got an eight-minute rambling, mumbling, just him describing his struggles with trying to get signed. Uh -huh. That song alone is amazing. That's not my selection, but that song is amazing. Okay. He gets to the 10-yard line, almost into the end zone with Capitol Records. The A&R guy loves him. They're basically going to sign him. It gets the president of Capitol Records and he's like, why are we signing this guy? Have you heard 50 Cent? He sucks out. He can't rap. Wow. They cut him. 
the whole time he's been the producer at Rockefeller. Did I mention that? Yeah. Rockefeller didn't sign him. When Capitol Records turns him down, Jay-Z is a favor. It's like, sure, sure, man. We'll put out your record. That's how we get signed to Rockefeller. They back into it, basically. But, so Jay-Z's not excited about this. No, no one's excited about it. There's this hilarious thing where the guy, the president of Rockefeller Records says, we figured that if it sucked too bad, we'd just put all the Cameron raps first and we'd be fine. That was their actual yeah. take on the Kanye record. Uh, so it's supposed to come out in 2003. So the, one of the things is great. In, in my opinion, it's one of the all-time great debut records. And like a lot, like, like Zeppelin One or the first Cars record, like it tells you everything you need to know about the artist. So there's a whole bunch of things about this record that are very Kanye. The first thing is it's supposed to come out in August 2003. It doesn't come out till 2004. It's delayed by <laughs> nine months because he keeps, he, he won't give it up. He won't let it go. He won't let it come out. He keeps recutting everything. Second, it's leaked six months beforehand. And of course, it's rumored it's leaked by Kanye. And <laughs> he gets all of the feedback from it. And then he rewrites everything. He does the same thing with Life of Pablo. He puts the record out and then rewrites everything afterwards. So he wow. drops three songs, adds three new songs, puts whole new verses on it. He's working on the freaking record up until the pressing. Like wow. the night of the pressing, they're like, dude, you have to finish. And that was it. Um, the record is a total game changer for rap in multiple different ways. The first thing is, uh, it's not true exactly that he's the first sort of confessional rap thing, but he's on the first one where it's a huge, gigantic hit. He's super open and emotional and raw about he feels, and not raw about murdering people. He's raw about how hard it is to be a middle-class uh, African-American guy who drops out from college. Like, there's yeah. a whole beautiful aspect to this. I mean, this, the, like, the, the, the last call and the record itself – has a whole, he's got a whole verse in one of his songs about working at the Gap and shoplifting and then almost getting fired and then hating his manager, who he <laughs> names. He's like, I hate that guy and he names the guy. Wow. So good. <laughs> he and his mom get evicted in Chicago. Oh. And then they move to Newark, not to New York, Newark, New Jersey. And if you know the New York area, he's a major producer at Rockefeller. And he's living in a shitty apartment in Newark, a full 45 minutes away, because he can't afford it. Like, he's just barely making it by. And he yeah. tells you all of this. He tells you how much it hurt his mom to drop out of college. He tells you how, how badly he wanted to be a, a rapper and how nobody would believe in him. Like, he's got this beautiful confessional aspect to it. Uh, so it's sort of raw and it's natural, similar to the outcast. It expands the palette for all of this. And it's a sonic expansion and an emotional expansion. Uh, I can't say how much I love this record. My favorite song, and it may, I mean, it's in my top five Kanye songs, All Falls Down. Jeff, I would appreciate if you would start at 206, before yeah. you start at 206. So here's what I love about All Falls Down. The first verse is from a female perspective. And, and there's a bunch of amazing Kanye songs and where you can really tell where he's channeling his mom. He talks about how hard it is to be a black female in America. Like what a challenge that is for, for people. Then he turns to himself. And then the third verse, he's got a whole like social justice narrative and an anti-corporate narrative and an anti uh, wanting too many things narrative. It's amazing. Started 206, please Jeff. All Falls Down by Kanye West. It all falls down. I 
say fuck the police, that's how I treat them We buy our way out of jail, but we can't buy freedom We buy a lot of clothes, but we don't really need them Things we buy to cover up what's inside Cause they made us hate ourselves and love their wealth That's why shorty's hollering where the ball is at Drug dealer by Jordan, crack kid by crack And a white man get paid off for all of that But I ain't even gon' act totally up than that Cause fuck it, I went to Jacob with 25 now Before I had a house and I knew it again Wanna be on 106 and fall, wishing a band. I wanna act all horrific, like it's all terrific. I got a couple pass through bills, I won't get specific. I got a problem with spending before I get it. We all self-conscious, I'm just the first to admit. Yeah, come on, come on. And when it falls down, who you gonna call now? Come on, come on. Woo! So that the all falls down. Do you know that sample, Jeff? No. I Fucking don't. crazy. It's Lauren Hill's Mystery of Inequity from that insane MTV yeah, unplugged. album, the acoustic yeah. album. So, uh, I mean, I won't tell the long story of this, but Lauren Hill puts out this like 22 song acoustic thing. Which Kanye a- hears this, focuses yeah. just, and that guitar part and that singing part are 100% her. He can't actually clear the rights to get her to sing it because she's Lauren Hill and you can't clear anything with Lauren Hill. Okay. So you get somebody else to sing it, but she's the co-writer on this, uh, on this song. So beautiful. And his taste, his taste in sampling, like from this record all the way through to Ghost Town is just perfect, perfect. Like he's got his finger on it. The record's got gospel sounds. It's got soul sounds. It's got Lauren Hill. He covers the entire waterfront of the African-American experience. It is beautiful to me. Hey, Jeff, the most credited musician on this record who is not Kanye West is who? No idea. John Legend. No way. Dude, huh. he signs John Legend. John Legend's record comes out the same year on Good that? Music. He's a Kanye West find. Isn't that insane? That wow. is amazing. Dude, he that's plays amazing. piano and sings on 10 of the songs on the stupid record. Like, that's, that's how good awesome. Kanye West's taste is. Like, he's just continuously finding these guys. Awesome. So, speaking of confessional, not only have I never heard that song, Ben, I've never heard that record. No. Yeah, that hurts my feelings. I'm sorry. I, I, I realized that that was going to be a, a showstopper. I, I'm going to listen to College Dropout tonight. I'm going to make yeah, it no, up. Yeah, no, man, and you're going to dig it for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I'm off the rap train at this point. A lot of the stuff Ben likes, uh, I, I hit a wall with for myriad reasons, but not Kanye West. This, when this record came out uh, – I, I mean, you know, I, kids are always telling me, you got to listen to this, got to listen to this. And I was tutoring a kid who was a, re- a hip hop fanatic. And uh-huh. uh, we met in a library and uh, I, I think we were doing like SAT prep. It was the most boring stuff. And he was like, dude, 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 before we do anything, before we do anything, before we do, you've got to buy <laughs> the college dropout. This is great. And he told me that he, he did uh, rambling 16 year uh-huh. Of the story Ben just told, like well, mixed uh-huh. and Rockefeller and delayed, and 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 uh, you know, most a lot of times when the kids recommend something to me, I'm like, but uh, I loved it from the, right away. And if, for Kanye and me, like it's not a love fest the way it is with Ben, but uh, I agree with him that this is a if you're going to host a music podcast, um, it's time to it's time to check out uh, the college. Yeah. Stuff. Oh wait, I got one more story about this. Uh, about, I'm not the about, talent. Perfect Kanye. <laughs> 
The 2004 American Music Awards. Oh, I love this story. Kanye is up for Best New Artist, and he loses to Gretchen Wilson, the redneck woman. Which, by the way, I mean, she did not have a great career after that, but that record is pretty good. Yeah. Um, anyhow, he loses to her, loses his mind, storms out, like turns over a table, like <laughs> runs out. It's oh, early God. Kanye. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've... It's the Trump thing now that's so bizarre to me, and uh, but that story sounds. Oh yeah, dude, this a little is two thousand four and two thousand and five. He's on the Katrina. Um... Yeah, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Oh, yeah, Mike Myers. Mike Myers is <laughs> Mike like, Myers. yeah, thanks, Kanye. Like reading <laughs> oh, the dude, it cards. ended Mike Myers' career. Mike Myers seriously did. died in that moment. Yeah. That was fantastic. <laughs> I, I remember watching and like he kind of was so scared and he was just like, you could tell, you could tell when it was coming to him. It's like, Oh, he's going off book. And then he just stuck it to Bush right in his grill on the national. I, I was like, that was horrifying. I was so proud of yeah. him that night. That was, a, that but was I'll a, tell you that sample. You just moment. Came, that sample we just played Ben. I mean, having Lauren Hill come in at that moment and then he continues rapping as she's saying, that was beautiful. Oh that yeah, man. Gorgeous. He's like his musicianship and his sense of taste for that is just gorgeous. All right. Well, I am next week, ladies and gentlemen, I will have listened to College Dropout. Is that going to be a thing we do? Like, can we make that a sub category? Like Tim listens to Kanye? That should be no, like... No, because I do not want to listen to Rufus Wainwright. I am not listening to more, any more Rufus <laughs> Wainwright. I, I think it'd be great that we should have a like, you know, like Tim listens to Kanye. And then you could tell us what it was like and we'll do it every year that he puts out a record. It'll be like those two teenagers, like listening to Born to Run the first time. No, that's They're exactly like, oh. what I'm thinking yeah. about. That'll be great. And, just... the, um, and the, the record is hilarious. The skits on the record are so funny. It's, a, okay. it's actually not Bernie Mac, but they have a comedian from Chicago imitating Bernie Mac, and you won't believe how hilarious the imitation is. Okay. It's one of the rare things where the skits actually add to the record. It's so funny. College dropout. All right, well, I am going to... Uh... Wrap things up right now. Very, oh, very wrap quickly. Wrap things up. Very oh, nice. Thank you very much. <laughs> you you should have heard, heard my tsunami <laughs> joke. Um, Jeff, I want to, to play a song. I, I, I think I first heard in a pub in Scotland, just a guy on a guitar all um, right. singing this song. It is The Killers, All These Things I Have Done. I'm on it. Hold on. It's going to be an ad. You don't have the killers? Not this one. I'm not a big killers guy. Is it on Hot Fuzz? What's it on? Yeah. Hot Fuzz. All these things that I've done by the killers. Hold on, hold on. 
You don't like that song, Jeff Simons. Oh, it's fine. No, you I don't, don't own like that. It. Why don't you? Own, why don't you possess that song? That's a uh, great song. I possess Mr. Brightside from that record. Um, is that it? That's the only song you have from that record? It is. They think. I think the thing with the killer. That's a tough is, get right there. Yeah. Look, I, I mean, I actually, as I was listening to it, it's like I have no objections here. But I, um, <laughs> the Vegas thing, like, so I feel like the Killers are are. Uh, if you're not watching them do it, it's less. Um, it's just uh, like when I see them live, or when I when they're I'm watching the video, I'm like, oh, I get this. Like these guys are uh. dynamic, and it's a cool thing. But it doesn't draw me just orally uh, huh. as much as other stuff. And I think I think this. I don't know what it is. I think maybe I think he oversings just a shade or or what. But I, I have nothing against the Killers at all. It's music I should like. Um, I just never, it never jumped to me. And it, it never really, got to me. Yeah, I've never seen them live. I, I've never seen a video. So I, I don't even know what, what they look like at all. Um, but it seems to me they're a fairly, uh, a, a fairly consistent American rock act. No question. That I, 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 put out a I'm bunch a of albums. Of, I'm at a loss of why I don't. Maybe if I saw them live, it would help. I'm sure. Ben, ben Barton, are, are, are the band. killers uh, the U2 of Las Vegas? Go ahead. So first, Timmy, I'll note, <laughs> I have sad news for you. Here in 2004, you're, we're going to experience this version of Jeff Simons more. In the what 2000s. do you mean? What? Oh, There's a bunch you. of these bands that he just randomly doesn't like. Yeah. And then you're like, I don't understand why you don't like it. It sounds like everything else you like. And he's like, that's the problem. I, I like oh. the jaded Jeff has come for a visit for sure. And <laughs> we will see more of jaded Jeff. Jay will be here oh with us. Oh my God. I sure. can't wait to lean into that alter ego. Oh my God. I'm totally. going gonna, gonna to change my so, outfit. Believe me, Jeff. like, uh, and when we get to TV on the radio, we'll uh -huh. have this discussion over and over again. There's been a lot of bands that I've been to Jeff like. Surely you must like, like TV on the radio is my favorite example, but surely you okay. must like this. Like, they're TV awesome. The and they're, they're like a, a, a remix of other things that we like. And he's like, no, I, I, I can't describe to you why. And he, just exactly what he said. Like, seems like I should like it. Don't like it. Um, uh that that, all of that being said, I mean, the Killers are not my favorite band. Yeah, One thing no. I really like about it, and I would imagine this is something you like about it too, is, dude, the kids really like them. Really yeah, they like do. Them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do. And, and my experience is that people who like the Killers also like things that I like. So they're like, oh, they're like, uh, like for 2018, they played in Bonnaroo, and they're like, oh, you must be so excited for the Killers. And I was like, sure, I'll go see them. And they were, yeah. they were definitely yeah. good. Um, but then if you talk to a killer's person, they're like, oh yeah, I also like, um, you know, the, like they also like Pearl Jam. Like they're also like right. other things that I like. But, and so that yeah. sort of greases the skids I, I, for me. I don't like bit. the whole album though. You know, it's like they got a lot of misses. Um, oh yeah. There's like, but there. I mean, I'm not with Jeff. There's like five or six. That was not one of the ones, honestly, but there's yeah. five or six songs from that record that I have on my Is Somebody told me like. from that record. That's another, uh, yes, I, that's I have another. a live version of that, which I love from, uh, so there's two songs from Hot Fuzz. And Jenny uh, was I, a friend of mine. Andy, you're a star and change your mind. Those are the other ones that I have. Yeah. Those are all fine. I don't, uh, yeah. I'm going to work a Anytime on, you're calling a rock song, fine. Oh, Timmy, I know for sure. Yeah. Timmy that's, a, that's a kiss to, of death. Timmy listens to Kanye and J Jaded Jeff explains his dislike for records he should like. Those will be our, uh, that's my Spinoffs. That's a go for it from here. Yeah. Yeah, so, so let's close it out with a Jay Coughlin story. We're, we're in Scotland. We saw this guy singing the song and 
and we're there over there for Joe's wedding. And uh, Jay wakes up the next morning and he's like, God, what a, what a hangover. He's like, Oh God, we've been over there in Scotland for Joe's wedding since Wednesday. It's now like post wedding. It's Sunday morning. Jay's just like, God, my head just kills. It's like, it's like their beers have more alcohol over here or something. <laughs> We're like, yeah, man. It's like, it's like 7% versus your, your Bud Light at like 3%. He's like, somebody want to tell me this Wednesday? So Jay Conlon went to Scotland and just tried to keep up with his American drinking style. Get his ass kicked by Scottish beer the whole time. Oh, good stuff. Oh, my God. I've never had my ass kicked drinking as I did with Tim's friends. They are, uh, I don't know if they're still like that, but in 2004, they were, they were the NBA of Bud Light consumption, and I was single A at best. That was a, they, were, they were terrifyingly good. Dear Bud Light, your product is poison. Yep. All right, gentlemen. Good stuff in 2004. Do you already have your songs picked for next week, 2005? I- I do. I'm excited for 2005. I'm gonna Me be too. pissed. I'm, 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 I'm gonna be pissed at Ben if he doesn't pick the song I want him to pick. Uh oh. So we'll see. Uh, no problem. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. I, I have a very firm pick for 2000. I feel really good. Three, four, and five have really worked out for me. All right. Nice. Let's go. Okay. How about you, Tim? You got you got yours, or uh, you still? Is it oh, another Rufus Wainwright? Is it Rufus Wainwright's next record? <laughs> I think Luther Vandross <laughs> and Rufus Wainwright did a musical together in 2005. By the way, some of the things, like one of the things that's a disadvantage for me and Jeff, or I'll just say for me, I won't say for Jeff. Okay, is, okay. Sometimes, like a lot of, like, so this has happened, how many years have we had now? Oh, uh, God, 30 something, right? Yeah, 34 years. 34. I could pick, there's two or three years where you pick a legitimate song that I just, I'm freaking love. And I couldn't okay. be happier that you picked it. I wished I had picked it. Um, the Pope uh-huh. song was like that. I like you two right. one. Like you've had some real bangers. And then you have some other ones like this one. That's like within the guardrails. I'm like, yeah. ah, you okay. know, whatever. Like, dude, the killers were huge this year. That's fine. Then sometimes you come again, not from left field, not from the parking lot beyond left field. It's like from the triple a stadium, uh, two, two, hours away yeah. like the one last week i was like what is happening here like <laughs> right. i don't like this really minor act that nobody else likes and it's not even like that wasn't like there's five songs by that guy that anybody knows and it wasn't one of them no 14th street that's what i like <laughs> i mean that's i can't great. wait till the reviewer gets to uh friends in low places the reviewers gonna <laughs> attack us yeah i like like I think it's great. Like it's Tim picks the songs that appeared before him, you know, like <laughs> Ben and I go out and we're like, we're yes. like foragers in the yes. forest. Like, gotta find the got We're like right. truffle pigs. We're like digging them up and, and uh, we bring them back to Tim and he's like, Oh, this is good. Eh, I'll pass on I'll that. Take this. But it's whatever came by, like whatever yeah. happened to come by the table he was sitting at. Like a guy in a bar played a song. It's his favorite song of the year. <laughs> oh, I and I, I love lead... that. I love it. It's like the way normal people consume music. And I Tim lead and I a like, charmed <laughs> life. Trying really? to find everything, you know? At least uh, the one in the bar, that was a song I'd heard of. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. I will see you later. Hey, well, our next taping will be in... Well, am I right that the next time we speak, it will be 2021? Hells yeah, man. Yeah, well, happy new year, guys. Happy new year to y'all. Let's get out of this. All right, 2020, 24 (laughs) hours to go. Talk to you later. Well done, Timmy. Thank you, man. Thank you.
hey, if you're having as much fun as we are, leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a rating on Spotify, iHeartRadio. Wherever you listen to podcasts, give us a shout. And then check us out on Twitter or at our Facebook page, 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electric Acid. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wannabet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wannabet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.